Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and today I am joined by Katie. Hi. And Greg. <laughs> we are reviewing Day Shift. Some jobs really go for the throat. <laughs> Did you make that up or was that a tagline? Yeah, that's the tagline. Oh, nice. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld an eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size and suddenly, to their surprise, they watched them all. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode seven of this awesome collection of scary movies. So we sat down. This is the first one with Greg and hopefully Greg and friends at some point. I know Deepal wants to do uh, La Llorona. Eh, they've got no follow through. This is my show. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Greg show. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and we were going to review a 2022 Netflix, it's I, it's spooky adjacent, but I really liked it. It has vampires in it, but we're reviewing a movie just came out called Day Shift. And so this one is directed by J.J. Perry. Now, that name might not sound like anything that any of us I actually had to look it up, but he was a stuntman for tons of movies in the past. He started in Mortal combat he was johnny cage's stunt double and then after that every big movie he just was in it either playing a character that had a mask on or he was just a stunt double in mortal kombat annihilation he was cyrax scorpion and noob cybot so they got damn yeah he he was i'm looking at his credits any movie that needed stunts he was doing stunts for it yeah yeah jesus man so this is his first movie, and it makes sense with all the action and practical effects and things like that. It makes so much more sense. And then it's produced by Chad. I'm going to mess your last name up. I apologize. Stalinsky? Stahelski. Stahelski. Now, once again, that's another name that sounds, eh, doesn't sound like anything Otis. But he is the director of the f- four John Wick films. So this man helps with the choreography, how it looks, the action, the gunplay, him, Keanu Reeves, and oh, there's another name that helps out with stuff. So this man also knows how to make things look legit and practical and good with fighting and guns. So they all came together and made this awesome graphic vampire movie. So it stars Jamie Foxx as Bud Jablonski, a, a crazy name. I'm curious. Uh, it has to be that they made this role and the person probably had like, that sounds like a white guy's name. That sounds kind of, you know, I'm not trying to say Jablonski can't be a black guy's last name. Sounds like a white dude. That's because it ends in ski, which is like Nordic almost like yeah. Russian and Finland and all that stuff. It's not, it's not, an yeah. American or even African name. Like it's not that's yeah. not a common last name. But then you know, Jamie Foxx is like, that looks cool. And they're like, Yeah, you're right. This is for you. <laughs> so I would that this is your role, sir. And we have Dave Franco. He's the I don't know, co-lead person in this movie. And then Megan Good, she's in it. I love me some Megan Good. I don't know how old she is, but she looks great. Carla Souza. Souza? Souza? Susan. She was in How to Get Away with Murder. She was Laurel. Such a weird name. She's also in Home Economics. Yes. And Katie remembered uh, Stephen Howie because I saw him. I was like, he looks familiar. Yes, he was in. I remember him from Reba. He was Van. But Katie He's was like. Kevin on Shameless. Yeah. <laughs> for like 11 seasons. Well, me, 10 and, seasons. me and Greg, we, we love us some, some Reba. So. Yeah, I know. All right. He was who on Reba? Uh, Van, uh, the husband of the other sister. Uh, the daughter was it? Was it her daughter or oh. sister? It's her yeah. daughter. Yeah, he was a dummy. Yeah, he was like a jock. And he played who in this film? Uh, the he was the, one the, of the brothers. The Rush? Were they Russian? I guess the vampire hunters. 
And he was the dopey husband on Reba? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the super buff one. He plays Kevin on Shameless. Yep. Yeah, uh, just search for Steve Howie. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. He got uh, yoked. <laughs> well, he's been yoked for yeah. a while. And then our boy Calvin Brodus Jr. Hey, that's Snoop Dogg. Yes, it is. Oh, I just looked up Steve Howie from. Oh, my God. <laughs> Comparing him from Reba to this, oh my god! Oh yeah, he was a stick, man. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about like the face. I'm, oh yeah, let alone body, like just completely different, like personality look. Oh god. So, Katie, what did you think about Day Shift? Two thumbs up. I really liked it. You should check it out. Great. Very fun watch. The action was better than I expected. Definitely more than I expected. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know what I was expecting as far as action, but it was definitely full of it. And kudos to whoever the stunt coordinator was. I'll touch on that a little bit more later. I hope you're not hearing that crash my wife's doing in the background. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. And, it, and obviously, it, yeah, as you said, it's horror adjacent, but it's vampires. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's good enough. Yeah. No, it works. <laughs> it, 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 it it definitely works and it's 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 a funny watch as well. Um definitely worth worth the watch. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but I definitely wanted to give it a chance once I first saw trailers for it and I left walked away from it very pleased. Yeah, uh what Katie and Greg said, it was like the perfect storm for me. When I saw the trailers and I see Jamie Foxx, which he honestly could do no wrong. Uh I even watched that Shazam show, game show he did. It wasn't bad. He's hilarious. I like it a lot. And he can do impressions. I forget he's an impressionist, honestly. An incredible impressionist. An amazing voice. And he's funny he's, as fuck. He's the ultimate entertainer. Like, Absolutely. He's he's up there with the all-timers for sure for everything he's been able to do as far as singing, acting, stand-up. He's, Music, he, yeah. He's an all-timer. He really, yeah. he really is. He's crazy good at what he does. And, you know, I love Dave Franco. I think he's absolutely hilarious as a a straight man in a comedic sense. Mm -hmm. He can be the funny guy, just like his older brother. But uh, his older brother's fucking up. But he's a funny person, too, unfortunately. But the family, they're they're hilarious people. And then it's vampires. So I was like, yeah, you got me. You got me good. And then when I looked up at the stunt coordinators and people involved with John Wick, did this movie i was like oh yeah so the action is gonna be fucking solid and it was like minutes in i was like oh this is gonna be a good ass movie the and i brought up earlier the practical when I, I keep saying practical effects so there is cg in this movie but when vampires pop out and they get attacked they vampire bodies in this movie react kind of like they're human but if they get hit hard enough they just distort but then they reset themselves. And instead of just using CG for that, they used contortionists from like the circus and Cirque du Soleil to signify all this destruction to to bodies. So all these scenes where people are twisted all crazy, that's a real person doing the twisting. So I was like, damn, that's ridiculous. So it just adds to the the awesomeness of this movie because they didn't have to like, fake Jamie Foxx powerbombing a vampire's head onto like bricks and then lifting it up. Like, no, just, they just had the, you know, CG, the head hitting brick. And then it's a person just on his arm twisted around. So I, every piece of this movie was absolutely amazing. It's funny. Got some, it looks good, like effects and stuff. So it's, it's a thumbs up for me. It's, It's a fun one. So I didn't even talk about it. So a quick synopsis, if you want to check this out, it's on Netflix. It hasn't been out that long, so I would absolutely give it a shot. But it's about a vampire hunter. His name's Bud. And during the daytime, he has a cover as a pool cleaner. I don't think he actually does clean pool. He kind of cleaned one at the beginning, but then he stopped doing that. But he's just a down-on-his-luck vampire hunter, which is crazy to say. But he's hurting for money. And... Unfortunately, he comes into the radar of a very old vampire and a whole lot of fighting involves or happens. And it's it's a fun one. So, like I said, thumbs up. So we'll get through this story and then we'll talk about a fair and least favorite characters. So, 
like I said, Bud Bud Jablonski or Bud, I'm gonna call him. I probably say Jamie at some point. Uh, he's a dad, and he's providing for his family. Seems like they had some issues with trust and him talking about what he actually does. He has to keep this secret because in the world of vampires, you tell the wrong people and then they'll just get caught up and eaten. So I kind of get that part. But if I was a vampire hunter, I couldn't keep that secret from Katie. I'd have to tell her at some point because if I come home just like bloody, she's like, what happened to you? I'm like, I fell down a hill. <laughs> she's like, why is there like claw marks on your chest? I don't know, a dog bit me. But he wasn't getting hurt like that. He had marks on him, but there weren't bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I think I'd had to tell you at some point, or you probably just would leave if I was like, yeah, I can't. Which is what Megan Good did. She was getting there, yeah. <laughs> no, they were already separated. He had his own apartment. Yeah, yeah he was trying to get the, back there. Yeah, yeah, they were separated. Yeah. She was living on her own with their daughter. <laughs> so it, it's daytime in which, you know, with vampires, when you attack in, during the day, it's the best time because you have the power of the sun. This movie isn't as ridiculous sun-wise, wep- like using the sun as a weapon like other ones. This one, Vampire can kind of sit in the sun. It's just like, I don't know, if you drop acid on somebody, like you'll be like, damn, this really hurts. I'm not dying instantly. Some movies, like From Dust Till Dawn, a stream of light hits you, like a flashlight light, you explode. So <laughs> it just kind of depends. But he is a pool cleaner. And so he sees a guy leaving a house where he's working and he has an idea that there's vampires in there he heads in and he sets up some cool traps he sets up this like wire of silver just in his door frame just neck neck height and he's like yeah and he fights this elderly woman she comes out and she's like what what are you doing blows her away with a sawn off shotgun and she gets up and starts fighting him and so this scene is legit like a scene from john wick uh they shoot pistols into chests like areas all from to the side and stuff reloads it's it's just like john wick i bet that they had jamie fox probably run the same courses that keanu reeves did and stuff he looks really good with a gun look pretty awesome so after killing the younger vampire and the elderly woman he pulls the vampires uh their fangs out with pliers and so in this world you sell the fangs, and that's how you get your money. Because if you kill a vampire, then it's like, I guess it's like confirmation that you actually killed them. And I guess in the black market, vampire fangs are very, like, people want them. So I'm mm-hmm. curious what they do with them. They just want the fangs. It's a weird thing. So, like I said, he's hurting for money. And he finds out from his wife, well, his daughter, she goes to school at a... private school a private school i thought i had a fancier name than just private school and the what the private school the dues were were like five thousand bucks Mm -hmm. and then was it rent and stuff for the house there was something else but it added up her daughter needs braces yeah jesus man so it added up to like what like ten thousand bucks yeah yeah so like i said he's hurting for money he heads to a pawn shop to sell the fangs but troy the owner he tells him that, yeah, it's not enough money, bud. Like, maybe if you sell them shoes and give me that gun, that, that really cool gun you got, I'll give you, like, I think he said, like, 3000 bucks. So Bud's very sad, but he leaves shoeless and hops into his car. And then he realizes that he's forced to go back to the vampire hunting union so it's so ridiculous that they have a union for hunting vampires it's, it's such a silly thing but he calls his buddy big john oh, big john elliott hey snoop dog to get him back in because bud he got forced out of the union because he kind of was a loose cannon so there were multiple rules that he broke like hey you, you know you can't there's certain shifts and stuff. And so night shift, you got to be real careful because if you, if a vampire runs off and it's like, it's nighttime, the vampires can do stuff outside. And so he endangered people. Uh, he had a partner at some point and they got really, really hurt. And, and Jamie Foxx is like, well, he had gout before that. He, he had the gout before. And he's like, I'm not talking about the gout. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he's just, he's risky and aggressive with his hunting because 
I it makes sense. He probably wants that money. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll kill all these vampires in this place and not call the cops or not call for backup because I want all the money myself. So, <laughs> so he finally gets back in good with the union boss, Ralph, but he tells him he gives him one more chance but you have to work under strict conditions and you can only work the day shift, which doesn't pay well because all the vampires are hiding. It's, it's more work for less money because at night vampires are like, Oh, I can go outside and boogie. And they're like, Hey, I'm here. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, why would day shift be worse? But then it's like, no, because vampires aren't moving around. You have to really search for them. So, and he has to be supervised by a union rep named Seth. And so Seth is going to be sitting there in the car with him and when he's hunting vampires and he's just going to be watching him and he's going to report any violations back to the boss. So <laughs> uh, Bud's pissed off and instantly this movie turns to a buddy cop situation or yeah, I just say buddy cop movie. And Seth is a big old fuddy duddy comes in to hunt vampires in a suit. And uh, what color was it? Was it, was it a, Juniper green. Yes. Juniper green. <laughs> and he, he was like, why the fuck are you in a suit, man? Like, we're hunting vampires. He's like, come on, I look good in juniper green. <laughs> and so you think everything's going to work out for Bud? I hope he gets that money. Unfortunately, a vampire named Audrey, she is a, uh, she buys up houses, well, property. And then she's setting up a whole situation where she's going to have vampires be in the new houses and just take over. So not really gentrification, just like in, was it Vampires on my Block? No, Vampires versus the Bronx. That there was the name of it. The one, the other movie I'm thinking of has Finn from Star Wars. He's fighting va- uh, aliens in, in Britain, and it's called Aliens on my Block, I think. Whatever. So Audrey... She heads to that house that Bud killed the two vampires, and she gets upset because that old vampire was someone close to her. And so her second in command is a vampire that can search for people. And so a little bit of blood from Bud was at the scene. And so they smell it, and they start tracking where Bud went after killing that old vampire. So they head to Troy's pawn shop and you hear the the guys up front at the pawn shop, the security just get destroyed real quick. And Troy's just sitting there like, oh, what should I do? I'd have been the second I hear a scream of a pawn shop. I'm like, yep. And he presses his panic button and get the bombs ready. Cause, and then Audrey comes in and she's like, yeah. So humans used to worship vampires and we're going to get back to that, that whole situation. I'm going to build an army of vampires and we're going to take over at night because i mean it's these vampires they're they're super strong and it can take a lot of hits but it seems like if you blow their chest out they'll slow down and you gotta just cut their heads off that's that's the big thing so they go with the old school method of killing a vampire because in a lot of movies you just stake them in the heart and that's it and they just turn into dust so you have to the real strong is you have to stake them in the heart and decapitate them that's an old school method of killing vampires so around this point in the movie bud he actually sneaks into a dilapidated bowling alley and kills like four or five like young vampires seth's like why don't you wait till they get bigger you get more money and he's like i can't wait because and he finally tells seth that he needs all this money for for his kids and his family, his wife wants to leave and move to Florida. And he's like, I can't have that happen. I need my family with me. So Seth's like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell the boss all these violations you did because he did billions of them. And he's like, thank you. Just give me to the end of the week. And then whatever, you can say whatever you want, because I'll have the money. And then I'll be back out of the union because fuck this place. So <laughs> after teaming up with two Russian brothers, to fight vampires in this like gigantic house. It was a nest of vampires and some of the best action scenes I've seen in a movie this year. I'm going to say yes, this year. Yeah. I, it was fucking cool. The one scene, one of the brothers stabs a machete into the neck of a vampire and then fucking spins it like a fidget spinner. 
and it goes in a full circle and he catches the knife and then like kicks the body away and i was like god damn <laughs> like, that was fucking cool yeah uh seth actually helps with fighting vampires kind of yeah i mean he's better than just he did, he still pissed himself so every time he sees a vampire he pees himself he's a desk jockey he doesn't know what he's doing yeah so he helps bud out and throws him his sawn off shotgun and god that thing throws people around the room but then it's tons of money and he and bud tells the brothers that hey man go have these on this i gotta get out of here get all the teeth and sell them back and give me half that money so he should be good financially now but unfortunately he gets a call from audrey the vampire saying that Hey, I found you, bud. And I've been catching his name's Bud. Damn. Uh, I found you and I'm catching up. So, you know, you kind of killed somebody kind of close to me. So I probably going to have to kill your family. So because that old vampire, that was my daughter. So I see your lovely family. Well, time to kill them. So, bud, he races, races home and actually, no, take it back. He's at a birthday party with the daughter, gets the call, grabs the daughter, chase scene in, in a shitty truck against vampires and motorcycles. <laughs> and hey, they end up in the same fucking waterway where they did the Terminator 2 chase scene when John's on the, the little scooter and the 18 wheel is trying to run him over. So they race home and Audrey and her vampire goons are there. Seth's on the ground, so I guess he came to check it out or something. So he got fucked up, and Bud's wife and his daughter get taken by the vampires, and they leave Audrey, or Audrey leaves Bud there to get eaten by Seth when he wakes up because he's gonna be a vampire. Seth wakes up and he's confused and he's like hungry and he's trying to bite Bud, and Bud cuts his head off. And I was like, damn. They did they did Dave Franco dirty in this movie. I thought he was gonna be in it longer. No. So he I don't know who bit him, but they talked about some vampires can get decapitated and they're fine. So I, he must have got bit. It was a bunch of them. If they if you don't like decapitate them and uh stab them like in the stab them in the heart, then they don't die all the way. Yeah. You have to do both. They made it very clear that you have to. Yeah, the 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 uber vampires, so the stronger ones. So, I maybe if an uber vampire bites you, you might be strong enough to take that. Because I was like, I thought the young ones they shouldn't. But anyway, Seth puts his head back on, <laughs> and they head out because Bud's like, I, I'm getting my my family back, and Seth's like, I'm gonna help you, man. I, you know, I'm on your side. So I forgot unfortunately it was not really that important then but there was this tiny little side story with a uh what was it not a roommate a neighbor a neighbor at bud's apartment complex that bud meets earlier and she has tons of scrubs and he's like oh he must be a nurse or something that's it but later on you find out that she is a vampire she's an outcast vampire and she actually helped audrey kind of to get more info on Bud. But then Heather is like, hey, I know where to, where, where she stays. I'll help you with this. I'm not really that involved with her. She just had some shit on me, but now I'm ready to fight. So now Bud, Seth, and Heather, vampire, two vampires and a vampire hunter, go figure, fight their way into Audrey's stronghold. And they actually get pinned down and they're like, man, how are we going to get out of this? We need a deus ex machina. Its name is Big John. And he comes with a minigun. And I guess they were familiars, the ones he would, they were fighting outside the stronghold. Because they just took bullets and went down. Though their bullets are kind of like blades bullets where they have uh, like pieces of wood in it. And other things that just in silver to fuck up vampires' bodies. So they might have been vampires. Either way, they got destroyed. <laughs> And so Big John and Bud split up from Heather and Seth and they go different ways because they're going to, there's an easy way to get to the stronghold, but humans can't do it because it's like, I don't know how far of a drop. So Big John and Bud head down and they're making it through the tunnels and Big John gets bit. Oh no. And (laughs) 
Snoop Dogg closes off this gate and tells Bud to get out of here. I got this. So the whole movie, Big John is like loved by everybody. And like the boss of the union only gives Bud a chance because Big John vouches for him. I was like, damn, everybody loves this man. I was like, damn, he's going to die. So he opens up his jacket. He has his gigantic bomb on his person. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He came with a bomb. And then what he, he tells him what West Side for Life. Yeah. Yep. And blows himself up. Well, you just see light, but blows himself up. <laughs> so Bud finds his family and Audrey, unfortunately. And Audrey being like, like an uber vampire. So super old, super strong. So it's just like in a lot of vampire things. The older you get, you just get more powers and strength because your body is older. Uh, hell, I don't know. And Bud's getting his ass properly beat. The the wife, she's trying to help, but she's getting beat up. So he gets thrown across the room and he shoots a bullet. So he has one, uh, I think he had two bullets left. He shoots a bullet into Audrey's head because it's like you have to pierce their body and then decapitate them. And so he shoots the head and she like puts, like eats the bullet, has it in her mouth and spits it out and she rushes him. Unfortunately for Audrey, she didn't see that he set up the wire, wire rope at neck height and decapitates her. So I was like, he tricked the fuck out of her because she was moving super fast. She wouldn't see it. So while this was happening, we see that Heather and Seth, they fight the second in command and they rip his arms off. (laughs) And then Seth just jumps on him and starts, I guess, eating him. (laughs) So the union boss. He gets there with backup from the union and he he says that Bud's done so many bad violations. He's like, you're out here fighting vampires with no backup. And Seth's like, actually, if he if his life is threatened, he can do this. And he's like, well, you were doing this, this and this. And Seth cracks out all of these like workarounds to all these violations. And he technically can't fire Bud because he didn't do anything wrong. And so the boss is like, I'll find something one day <laughs> and leaves. He's actually pretty sad that Big John's gone. They're like, well, where's Big John? And they just kind of put their heads down. He's like, Big John's dead, you piece of shit. And I'm like, Gabby mad too. I'm like, he died helping your ass. So as Bud and his family, they leave, uh, his daughter's like, I'm going to be a vampire hunter just like you. And he's like, nope. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> We see that Big John climbed out of a manhole in the street. Hooray. So he got like bit on the neck, but I don't think it was like a vampire bite. They ripped out a chunk of his like throat. And I assumed that the bomb wasn't a bomb bomb. It was a light bomb. So they made it seem like Snoop Dogg killed himself. But no, he just let, let off this giant scary light bomb, just like in Blade 2. And so he comes out of the manhole and then he says, thing i like about la all the damn vampires so it's a play off of the lost boys when grandpa says the only thing i hate about this place <laughs> so katie who was your favorite character in day shift my favorite character was seth um played by dave, dave franco he was fucking hilarious his ability to play a character that is just like nerdy as hell is astonishing to me because he both him and his brother like have been playing like the high dude in the background for years or the super hot guy in the background for years and this was neither one of them and he did fucking great at it like good for you Dave Franco it was really funny uh him supporting Jamie Foxx was just like them playing off of each other was hilarious it was just great Greg, uh, I second that as a favorite character. He, Dave Franco, makes for a very hilarious coward. <laughs> but on top of that, there are these little small quirks about his personality that really put him over for me. Um, let's see, there was him imitating a dying squirrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was the fact that his ringtone is photographed. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. 
Um, of course, there's him pissing himself multiple times to the point where he's just like, it's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he's been, when, he, when they're feeding him blood to kind of replenish him after he's already turned and he's trying to fight it, I'm like, but I'm a pescatarian. <laughs> like you just the, the very small unique unnecessary quirks they add to him as a character that really have expo- no explanation or or necessity necessity to them is what really puts him over so it's funny anytime in a buddy cop situation i usually like the silly crazy person and the straight man so i actually went with bud and seth as a whole they're hilarious. Anytime they talked, especially when Bud didn't care about Seth at the beginning when he thought he was a piece of shit. Some of the best jokes. But then finally, when they kind of became friends, he's like, no, you got a knack for vampire hunting, man. He's like, really? And then they got even better. Uh, they're hilarious together. I had a great time. Like, like I said, Jamie Foxx, he really can't do any wrong. So anything he said was funny as fuck. It's one of my seven words, but he says it's like off just out of nowhere just lying when they're at the yogurt place and i thought it was the funniest fucking line in this movie and i was like it was so dumb so katie who's your least favorite character uh honorable mention to the daughter also yeah she did real good and you know i don't even like kids but she was nice she was she was a sweet kid very understanding uh <laughs> especially considering her her dad isn't was not the most reliable clearly but means well so she's very understanding of that and she was very much down for that death chase. Yeah, she uh, was calm as fuck during that insane car chase. It looks like you need my help. <laughs> uh, my least favorite character is Ralph Seeger, the head of the vampire uh, guild thing. That guy was a dick. Yeah, he was poop. Um, and his whole goal in the movie was just to shit on... Uh, Jamie Foxx's character, Bud, just like to make sure that he couldn't become part of the league or whatever the fuck. And like, go fuck yourself, dude. He sucked. Greg. Um. So what is her name? OK, so when you're first introduced to Dave Franco's character, he's working the desk. He's sitting next to homegirl. What's her name? Is it Carol? I yeah, it's Carol. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He he he. As minor as she was, we're, we're led to believe that she ate his yogurt mm-hmm. <laughs> and has the nerve to not even like vocally respond and acknowledge that she did it. Let him he let her get up, get, get off way too easily off on that. And now, oh, oh, had that been me, might have got fired that day. Well, he probably gonna eat her later. Yeah, he was talking about it. He's like, well, if there's a chance, you know, if it's like a dark alley or something like, no. So he's probably going to eat her later. So, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, it, it's funny. Even though the boss was a just like a trope of buddy cop movies, I still didn't really like him. He was crap. And I get it. Like from a from a boss standpoint, Bud is a terrible worker. He's absolutely horrible. People don't need to know about vampires. And he's out there like, I don't give a fuck. I need this money. I get that side of it. But he seems to be very effective but he don't care about stuff getting broken and people getting hurt. So like, I get it from his side, but yeah, he's a piece of shit. I ain't like him in the movie. So, so let's do seven word synopsis. So only have two. My first one is you have any black history month discounts. So they were at the yogurt stand and he asked like, do you have any black history month discounts? <laughs> it was such a dumb line, but it's something Jamie Foxx would absolutely say. And he said it out. Yeah. Willing to bet he 100, 100% believe he threw that in himself. Oh, yeah. Easy. I told Otis he has to start asking that when we go places in yeah. February. I was like... And I said, for sure, T- Terrell has said that line. Like, 100% Terrell <laughs> would have said that shit. It's just so out of place through that entire film. <laughs> and my second one is, it's like 48 hours, but with vampires. So another buddy cop film, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's a very held up buddy cop movie with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, crazy old Nick Nolte, and they have 48 hours to solve a crime. 
it's really fucking good. And they made what two of them? It's like 40 hours and 40 hours more. Mm. Hell, I don't know. But really good movie. And I felt the same way with it. He had a time limit. He had to get some money real quick. And then madness started. Katie. Uh, <clears throat> Blade, if he lived in suburban LA. <laughs> and Fox and Franco kill vamps buddy style. Greg. Okay. I got two that are lines from the film. Uh, so what's on today's agenda? Hunting vampires. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you know me, cutting necks, cashing checks. <laughs> <laughs> and non-line one. That stunt coordinator must watch some wrestling. Otis, did you notice that one of those vampires is a Canadian destroyer on Dave Franco? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Katie>. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he was calling out wrestling moves in that fight scene. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I saw that Canadian story. I was like, God damn. Like, looked, looked like she was going up for a hurricane rata, but then turned it into a Canadian destroyer into the table. Oh my goodness. I, it's one of my favorite moves just of all time. It's so goddamn cool looking. Oh man. I love that move. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, Canadian destroyer. If I was a vampire, I'd be doing that. I'd be doing wrestling moves with people. Just powerbomb a human into the ground. Such great fight scenes. It was it was also great. Yeah, and the, solid. And the effects of people just absolutely flying from a shotgun shot or flipping the air from Jamie Foxx swinging the shotgun like a bat and hitting you in the shin, making you flip. It was just, it was also great. The action was so great. In one scene in that house, a vampire threw Jamie Foxx up the stairs and yeah. he says, he threw me up the stairs. <laughs> yep. I like. Oh man, Jamie Fox is great, man. He give him all the roles. That dude's awesome. Yep. Oh shit. Okay, so this film came out August twelfth, twenty twenty two. It it's a young one, y'all. It's a young one. So I couldn't find a box office, but there is a budget for this film. So Katie, what do you think the budget for Day Shift was? I said twenty million dollars. Twenty, Greg. Mm, I twenty-one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so the budget for day shift was a hundred million. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and they didn't release this in theaters. They really what should've. the fuck? Netflix, what are you doing? Yeah, they really should have. This would have made money in the theater. Absolutely. But if you're going to spend $100 million on a fucking movie, put it in theaters so you can make some money. Yeah. So, God damn. So estimated $60 million was for the film and then like $40 million in like everything else, like uh, commercials and like the what, production costs. Advertising? Yeah. But, the, but why advertise it if it's just on Netflix? You literally just have to pay some intern to put it, like, make a poster, put it on that shit. Play. Was it even, like, a limited theater release or anything? No. Mm-mm. Just cost of print. Oh, cost of printing the movie and advertising was around $40 million. Well, print- Printing? <sighs> Billboards and shit, maybe? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. There weren't that many different scenes to it. It was, what, multiple house scenes where they were fighting could have been the same goddamn house just a different angle yeah yeah and then the underground dungeon which probably was a fucking warehouse like it weren't that many scenes so money wise like i don't know into those actors i suppose yeah there were a lot of people that weren't like i'm not doing this for like Two hundred thousand, bud. I got, I, I got the vibe. It might have been one of those films where they were willing to do it on the cheap, relative to what they usually would make. But I, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But Netflix is weird. Like they'll they'll make these movies that are tons of money, and just be like, oh well, we'll just put it on the app. Oh, people watched it right on. Ain't it but a TV show, like a a, a a down tick in views in the second week. They're like, get rid of that shit. It's costing us money. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> they sound like Pinky. So he cost me money. <laughs> but no, I, I don't understand Netflix's financial movements. But I guess after Stranger Things comes out a year, they got 
fucking money to play with. So mm-hmm. crazy shit. Because that movie, it was a Stranger Things year. Yeah, that show makes them fucking probably hundreds of millions of dollars just off people watching. So mm-hmm. it's just like Nintendo. Nintendo drops a, a Zelda game. They got six hundred million dollars to fuck around. That's why they make like cardboard instruments and stuff like that. They make the weird games after they drop like a Mario, Zelda, or a Smash Brothers game. Then they can fuck around for a year because <laughs> they got all this money to do nothing with. So, yeah, Netflix is weird. So we'll see. So, oh, minority kill count uh, zero. Mm-hmm. The head vampire was Latina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there was about a billion other vampires of all different races. There was no... Yeah, you're going to have to redo that count. Rainbow Coalition. Uh, Also, the guy who was working security for the um, pawn shop was Asian. And... Yeah, there was... One of the teen vampires was Asian. There was a lot. There's question mark, but like at least three or four unless we're not counting vampires because they're not because they're technically already dead i mean they died at some point yeah true, true. Vampires, but, but we but we didn't see them get killed because yeah. they're already dead how about if you're not counting vampires then just one the guy who was working security for no, we'll count vampire. 15 you can't just throw a number out there <laughs> <laughs> okay so the head vampire for sure Mm-hmm. Her daughter, that old lady, she was Spanish. Well, mixed, well, so you got to count her. Well, you're guessing. Well, it, it, if that's her daughter, well, I don't know what kind of daughter, like birth daughter, like turn. Yeah, like, yeah. She she was her daughter, and then um. Oh, she turned her when she was old. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's when they found her. Okay, so that's two for sure. Plus the guy working security. That's three, mm-hmm. and then an infinite number of people like in that nest there was a bunch everyone was a bunch of different races there's yeah. a bunch of different races in the mall scene where they're like running through the front so we can't really give you a definitive answer there but three for sure okay so the whole book then how about this i say the new number is two 234 a tito turtle and a swarm of vampires. And a swarm of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and a swarm of multiracial vampires. A rainbow coalition of vampires. <laughs> and I'll R C V. Okay. And I'll put little teeth on the V. <laughs> He's That's drawing cool. a picture, guys. It's cute. Yeah. So okay. I like that. Cause yeah, I think. We'd have to go through again and like yeah. slow it down. We'd have to watch it on like half speed because there's like a, this movie. There's a moment yeah. there where they run through the mall and and in the nest where it's just like death, like left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, it's madness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does anybody have anything else to say about day shifts before we get out of here? It's really good. Everything Jamie Foxx does is fucking great. He needs to do Ray 2, Electric Boogaloo. Wow. Oh. <laughs> But Django too. Oh, I'd watch that. I'm that. I'm that meme. That girl. <laughs> she like tilts her head. Yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, definitely a Django too. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, not a Ray. What happened, too, what happened to him doing a Mike Tyson film? He has the voice for it. They should have did it a long time ago. Just like when I when, got this. They got this Hulu one now. Apparently, apparently, uh, he, I like that, he, but I don't. He like hates that. on that that biography so I, I don't think they actually like worked with him for it you know who i think should play mike tyson in a biography who? michael strahan <laughs> he's too old but yeah when he was young it would have worked you think jamie fox is too is not too old jamie fox is older than michael strahan yeah but michael and strahan did sports his joints are fucked jamie fox weighs a buck 20 who the what the fuck mike tyson he playing I'm sure it's not a buck twenty. You know what I meant. Jamie Foxx is small. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is small compared just, to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's a big ass dude. Yeah, I believe he's fifty four. He sure does not look it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Strahan. I haven't seen his feet in a long time, but I saw Shaq's feet. They look terrible because he played sports for forever. So he's probably got terrible. His body's fucked up. That's why they're in suits, not doing a lot of moving. 
but I I would mind a, a legit Michael. I mean Mike Tyson movie. Michael Tyson. Ugh. Mike Tyson. <laughs> no, it'd be better to get like someone who is un relatively oh, unknown. Yeah. It, it's easier like that. What about the dude who went to your school, Kang the Conqueror? Oh, fucking um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Shit. He's getting yoked for the Marvel movies. I saw a picture of yeah, him. He's, he's getting big for Kang. Thick as hell to be a fucking villain. I was like, and the damn. next Creed, and the next Creed film, right? Yeah, he had, yeah. yeah, he's gonna be in a Creed film. So he's got the gap already. Mm-hmm. I don't think Great. he has a gap. I thought he had something. I thought he did have a gap. Jonathan Majors? I don't think so. Probably got it fixed. <laughs> like everybody else. Got Michael Strahan got his fix too. That's a shame. Everybody knows him. Everybody for knows him for it. Yeah. I remember the, like watching an interview right after he got it fixed, and someone was like, Why did you do that? And he was like, I've always wanted to get it fixed. Like, I don't love the gap. Everybody else loves the gap. Right. Motherfuckers and, make fun of me for it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've been made fun of it my whole life. I wanted to get it fixed. I finally got the money, so I got it fixed. And everyone's like, No, but it's so iconic. Yeah. So with that, with that talk of Michael Strahan's teeth, <laughs> that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about James Fox or why n- nobody laughed at way too like the movie, I thought it was a great joke, you can tweet us at Alan Tom Club. Yeah, but email it is. We have a Facebook app. Alan Tom So uh, we are seven movies in. That's a week, y'all. We did it. We got 24 more scary films. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, who's in this? Oh, was it Stank? Is this going? That's not me. No. My brain went, like, Shania Twain or Faith Hill? Yeah. Is it Shania Twain? Is it Shania Twain? Is it Shania Twain? We come, my baby. I wish y'all could see we all put our hands up. <laughs> I wasn't even singing with them. I put my hand up. Like, yeah. You're still the one. You're still the one. Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what always comes to my mind whenever you say that, and you always go somewhere else. That's a good ass song. I know it's a good song. That's why it's the first one in my brain. I'm gonna put this in the singing part. I'm gonna edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) That's going in the clip. So anyway, the music you listen to right now that is flipping the spine effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas. Thank you so much for the salty Terrell picture. It's awesome, and we still use it. So, like I said, we have 24 more films. Greg has picked a pretty solid one for the next one. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I remember Terrell and I sat down and watched this movie. I think I watched it with Terrell. And we were like, what the fuck? And we both looked at each other like, this is a wild-ass movie. So, um, I'm pumped. And maybe someday we'll get to the prequel that came out with it. And it's new as hell. It's on Paramount. I ain't paying oh, for that's it. that's what you're talking about. All right. Yeah, I'm going to steal it. But... Um, but you no, Paramount. Oh, I don't have to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down to steal stuff. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next 24 hours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye guys. Hey, flipping the CE, you should do a cover of You're Still the One by Shine Twain, but make it scar. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm in. It'd be great. I'm in. Greg got upset, but I think it'd be great. Oh, still move if it played. Yeah, he still put his hands up and sing along like you do every time that song comes on. Yeah, the original. <laughs> Bye. I mean, this wasn't no Queen of the Dam, but it was damn good, though. I'll give you that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit. Okay, so this tag, uh, so at the end of every scary movie, Greg, we do some like tag at the end. So if someone listens that long, they'll have something special. So I'm going to be real quick. So the tag of this one, I finally sat Katie down. We watched Queen of the Dam because, man, we were talking about it. I requested it. Yeah, because we were talking it up for forever. I was like, Queen of the Dam is fucking good. The world has fucking talked that movie up. I have heard nothing but like this vampire movie starring Aaliyah is so good. Everybody check out Aaliyah in this vampire movie. Queen of the Dam is so good. Aaliyah is so great. Aliyah is sparingly used in that. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, I mean, she died while she was filming it. So she they they wanted oh, to do yeah. yeah, they wanted to do more, but she wasn't alive for it. But man, Katie was so mad. She's like, wait, it's Aaliyah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it takes a while. And then she was like, that's it. But nah, she was <laughs> she was pretty frumpy. But yeah. I watched it for the first time like last year or something. It's been yeah, were you also upset? Because I was upset. I wasn't. At the, it got it got really bad at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Anne Rice stories, but man, the endings ain't that solid. So, like, it's just sexy vampires fighting each other. That's- I was into it for a minute, but then it just got it got it it, it had a downward spiral in the hokiness. That's for sure. Yeah, and unfortunately, they mixed two of them together. The one that's actually the most popular, the vampire stat, and then Queen of the Damned, because that Queen of Damned book's really not that much on its own. But I don't know. I know they want to do them again, because they're doing Interview with a Vampire as a show, I think. Oh, yes. So they, they, they want to run it back, because that's a, it's a cool world. People like it, but yeah. Katie, oh man, she was so salty. I'm still salty. She assumed that Aaliyah was going to be in like a lot of scenes. I was like, yeah, it, it ain't like that. Yes, because <laughs> I didn't see that movie until last year. So Same. for 20 plus years, 20 years, I have been told Aaliyah is so good in this movie. All of the fucking previews for this movie is like, look at Aaliyah and how good she looks and how great of a vampire she's going to be. And then I watched this film and she's in that film for all of like six minutes. Yeah, did she even have like legit lines in that film? She said some stuff. It was all ominous and shit. God, it was bad. Yeah. You know, with her crazy, with that vampire voice she had. She's she, better in Romeo Must Die. Hell yeah. That was a all around better movie. Queen of the Dams is trash. Fuck yeah, man! Damn, was a good ass movie. Romeo, Romeo must die. It's a great movie. Queen is of the Romeo Dams. Mo- is Romeo must die the one with Jet Li Anderson in it? Yeah, yeah. He kept trying yeah. to like beat him up in different ways. Yeah, like he was like he was the leader of the crew of flunkies, but every time he's they try to bodyguard him, for like her, beat for his her. ass. Yeah. yeah, they were playing flag football. He was blowing <laughs> it up. <laughs> oh man, yeah that that movie's. It's it's good, but it's also funny. Yeah. <laughs> he tossed him out that window. He fell in that car. He finally gave up. He's like, they're over there. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> he fucked Anthony Anderson up in that movie. So many times. <laughs> he kept getting up. Yeah. Okay. I'll figure out a way to end this. <laughs> Bye. This, this isn't over. <laughs> That's the tag at the end. That's a long one. Somebody's sitting there like, damn, they still going. <laughs>